0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strong rock and redeemer. Amen. As they're walking along, heading for yet another town, Following all those miracles and things that Jesus has been doing, he says to his friends, So who do people say that I am? And he's told, Well, they think you might be John the Baptist, maybe Elijah, but probably a prophet. What they're doing is they're looking back to something familiar. Maybe he's a prophet. We know something about prophets. We understand the category of prophets. Prophets are people who challenge religious and political leaders. And Jesus is clearly doing that. But Jesus has also been doing lots of miracles, too, right? The feeding of the 5,000. Healing the blind and the deaf. Casting out demons. He's been doing some mysterious things. If he's just a prophet, there's not a lot of mystery, because we know what a prophet is. Not mystery. But he's doing some mysterious things. So there is mystery. When Jesus asks those closest to him, Who do you say that I am? Peter comes a little closer. He says, oh, you're the Messiah, the anointed one, the one we've all been hoping and praying for. But interestingly, Peter wants the not mystery version of the Messiah, right? As soon as Jesus starts to describe what the rest of this story is about, sacrifice, sacrifice pain, death. He does mention resurrection, but I don't think Peter hears that part. What he describes, the Messiah that he describes, Peter and the others, it's not what they understood. What Jesus describes is a reversed, upside-down, mysterious Messiah. So imagine it was pretty confusing because these are the people who were with Jesus all the time. They experienced the not mystery of him, right? The humanity of him, their friend, their leader, the person they ate meals with and walked around and talked to people and challenged the religious authorities and then probably had some interesting debriefs afterwards after those conversations. But what he is describing to them is a mystery. Death and resurrection. What is that? As I was thinking about this story, I realized that this combination of not mystery and mystery is true for each one of us as well. You may know very well the person sitting beside you right now. You will shake their hand at the peace. They are flesh and blood just like you. Not mystery. Not mystery at all. And yet the depths and unique created being that each one of us is is a deep, deep mystery. So because Jesus was here and one of us, he understood this about people, this not mystery and mystery combination. He, of course, knew it about himself. He lives in a different mystery than the rest of us do. He's one with God, the Father and the Holy Spirit in a relationship that's profoundly mysterious to all of us. But because he came here and lived among us, he knows about the mystery within us as well. So I want to suggest that when Jesus gets to the point in his life where he's around that table. And he breaks the bread and gives them the wine. He's doing this very deliberately because he understands how human beings work. He takes the things that are not mystery, bread and wine. The most basic ordinary not mystery things there are, right? For some of us it's different food but for those people the bread and the wine was the most simple and basic Not mystery thing. But then he holds it up and he says, this is my body. He holds up the wine and says, this is my blood shed for you. So he takes these ordinary things, the not mystery things, and tells us that in fact. They're deeply imbued with meaning, with mystery, with life, his body. I bring this up today because we're starting next week a little six-week series for families and really for anyone who would like to come at 9.35 in the morning talking about Holy Communion and what's going on with that. And so for the next six weeks, the bulletin cover will not have the usual woodcuts on it. It will have a page out of this little book, Alleluia, Amen, which is a little guide about the different parts of our worship service and communion. Um, Today, it says every time we eat this bread and drink this wine, we become part of Jesus and he becomes part of us. God's family, the church celebrates together. So I just encourage you to, in your own prayer life, to folk, whether you come to the little 935 or not, um, to think about what's going on in communion over the next couple of weeks. We'll be singing, um, I think, three times, not every single week, but three of the six weeks at communion, we'll be singing the hymn Taste and See. That's the name of the program that we're doing um, at 935 And we wanted the connection between what we're learning in the chapel at 935 to be reflected and mirrored in here because all of us learn in different ways and take in information in different ways. Right, that's the commercial. But seriously, when you come to the rail, when we come to the rail to take the ordinary the ordinary bread, the ordinary wine, the not mystery. We're also taking in the mystery. The mystery that Christ tells us this is his body and blood. We become part of him and he is in us. The other thing I want you to remember is the person kneeling next to you. Ordinary, not mysterious. Maybe you've known him forever. Also a mystery a mystery the question that Jesus leaves us with is that question that he asked his disciples who do you say that I am he asks us that all the time and we have different answers on different days and at different stages in our faith lives and in different stages of our not mystery lives but he's revealed He's revealed in this bread and the wine. And he's revealed in people around us. And he's revealed in the world around us. So let's pay attention. More than a prophet. More than a Messiah. A great mystery. Amen.